welcome to another podcast with me, Pastor Josh. And uh, for a two-week hiatus, uh, the man, the myth, the legend. Matt. Yes. You yeah. didn't even use the word pastor in front no, of it. No, I didn't. I didn't. Just, tr- you know, trying to throw some variety and some spice of life into the podcast. I like it. Thank you. Have you ever thought how weird it is that people call call people pastor before yeah like it's my my actual first name is pastor my my daughter literally um the other day on sunday after we finished church she she called me pastor matt pastor matt yeah she she was like pastor matt can you get me a bottle and i'm like huh i'm sorry like you would never call a lawyer like lawyer bob lawyer bob yeah Yeah. hey lawyer bob um doctors yeah um, officer, like police officers, but only on duty. On duty, yeah. Right? Um, but I guess we're always on duty as pastors, maybe? I I, I guess so. I, I just have always honestly th- struggled with it, uh, to be honest with you, uh, because I just feel like, okay, so I get it. It's a it's a, a respect thing. I, I get it. But at the same time, like, can, hey, construction worker Tim... Yeah, like it's one of the few jobs in the world where you are um, identified by your role, even in almost any setting. Yeah. Have you ever used your reverend status for anything? Have you ever written it down? I think for the occasional government... um, Sort of either application or fake reference, IDs. fake IDs, yeah. things like that. I, I've pulled the whole like reverend, yeah, but not not often. I, I don't think I've ever signed my name as that. I couldn't even tell you where my reverend credential card is right now. I've no, never used that number ever. Well, um, I've I've used it a couple times, like when you go to apply for. The seniors discount at Denny's. Yeah, yeah. or like you you get to marry people in our province, right? Yeah, yeah. So you have to put you have to put your credential number. number down, and then it's like, yeah. I just whatever. put my registration number with the province. I'm just like, uh, let's go. Yeah, yeah, whatever. So yeah, no, but I have had people uh, in my life when I have said, oh, because I've always felt like when I'm referencing an older clergy member yeah like somebody who's older than me in ministry yeah i have a hard time ref like calling them by their first name like like hey dave oh yeah right even though we're peers and even though we're so there's been times where i've most times i'll say like um hey pastor dave yeah um but i've had a few people say to me pastor's not my name yeah right And and then you're like Okay. Okay. Whatever. But if I was working for you and I called you by your first name, you'd have a conniption fit. Yeah. See, I'm I'm a jerk. So when some when I say, "Hey, Pastor Dave," and they say, "Hey, Bud," I'm like that's <laughs> Reverend. Uh, no, I know I don't. What? No, I, like, I don't. That I doesn't don't. sound like you I, at I, all. I don't say that. I don't say that. <laughs> I want to, because Bud. I feel like Bud is the most, um, uh, discriminatory. Um, maybe not discriminatory is the wrong word. Demeaning, sure thing you could say to somebody because they don't remember your name. One, they they they're barely giving you. It's condescension. They're barely giving you the moment. Oh. Right? Hey, 
It's a, there's a guy, he's a comedian called Brian Regan. Yeah, yeah. And Brian Regan's like, hey, buckaroo. Yeah. <laughs> it's like he just doesn't remember your name. Yeah. So, and it's funny because I know people who aren't that much older yeah. than you and I. Yeah. Me specifically. Yeah. In ministry who still talk to me. Yeah. As if I'm a youth pastor and I'm 21. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and I'm like the lead pastor of a church. Yeah. Like, you know, the director of a camp. Yeah. I'm a camp yeah. You know, all these things. And people are like, yeah, but do you know that, you know, they talk to you like you're 12. And I'm like, hold on. Like, what are you I, doing right now? I have a lot of patience for older guys that call me bud. I'm like, okay, well, you know, whatever. But then when they're uh, younger and they say, Hey, bud. Oh, yeah. I don't like you at all. It's like when my son calls me broski. <sighs> I'm like, I'm not your I'm not your broski. I'm not even your friend. I'm, I'm barely your friend. Yeah, well, you're ni- nicer than I am. Yeah. You tell the kids no. I'm not your friend. Let's, <laughs> let's be Hey, real. broski. All right, well. Uh, so this week, um, let's jump into that broski. Should we, should we just, we should apologize for not having last oh, week's last podcast. Week. I had a few, um, messages from disgruntled, avid weekly listeners. Sure. Um, yeah. Apologies. My fault. I didn't hit save after our last session and then something went wrong with my computer and I lost it all. And yes, I work at a tech company, but I'm not a hacker. So I have no idea how to recover those things. Um, so that's my fault. My bad. We owe you an extra episode at some point. So yeah, we'll uh, just, just do a you know. random, like maybe a fun yeah. episode. Okay. Fill dad jokes. Blanks. Yeah. Dad no, jo- no. Um, Christmas trivia. No. Oh, not that soon. Ugh. Like Easter bunny I'm barely, conspiracies. I'm barely okay with the fact that we're putting up our tree this weekend. Um, listen, I you don't need to look over at your tree. I can see the Quebec tree over here very easily. It's beautiful. Yeah, there's a little uh, flag that says Je me souviens at the top, too. Well, that was for you. Yeah, I love it. Uh, we have our secondary, our main Christmas trees upstairs. You guys are crazy. Yeah. I like it. All right, so contributor, consumer. Last week we went pretty hard at the idea of serving. What does that look like overall when it comes to wanting to be the best, the greatest, the most important person in the kingdom? And we looked at how Jesus actually goes after uh, the disciples who have that intent of heart, but then turn around and says to them, look, like, you want to be big, you want to be a big deal? You actually have to be the one that will serve people first. So give us a bit of a rundown, and then uh, let's go get into it. Yeah, no, I, I think it was a good summary. Like, uh, we're basing our message out of Mark chapter 10, and, and there are two disciples that come at Jesus and say, listen, we want to sit on your left and your right. Like, we're kind of big deals, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, how is that going to work for us? And, you know, like, what's what's the, you know, what's the pension going to be like for this? And, you know, like, what... You know what, what's gonna what's gonna happen? And Jesus is like, no, like like if you want to be big, you actually have to be small first. Yeah. If you wanna, um, if you and he, and he actually even says them, it's not even my decision, guys. Like you're out, you're you're kind of asking the wrong guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, and really, I just and then he says in verse I think it's forty five. He says, I I came to serve, hmm. not to be served. And so we, we kind of talked about this idea that 
this epiphany that I had reading it where I think we have this idea that we are, uh, well, I put it this way. We're the only religion that I'm aware of Mm -hmm. where our acts of service towards a God, our God, Mm -hmm. doesn't appease him. It's not a mandatory, he doesn't need our acts of service. Right. And so oftentimes, you know, other religions is if you do this, you get this. And, right. And you do this and you get this and you do this. And you, and, and yes, in a weird conundrum, that is a byproduct of Christianity to yeah. an extent. Yeah, yeah. But God doesn't need us to serve him. Yes. And for me, that that I've always known that. Sure. But to have this epiphany of like, no, like God doesn't need me. I could be off the planet. I at some point will be off the planet. Yeah. And he will continue. And he does continue. Mm -hmm. And his church will prevail. And all these things will will take place. So it was just this idea of like, like God came to serve us. Yeah. We, he doesn't need us to serve him. He can do it. He's got it. He, he's not insecure. He doesn't have (laughs) self doubt. He doesn't have mental anxiety. He doesn't have, you know, he doesn't, Oh, I wonder if they like me. He doesn't, doesn't have any of that. Yeah. He's also not a control freak in, in, in the sense that, um, like what you just touched on, I think it's a struggle for people actually. Um, I have to do things because otherwise God's going to be mad at me. And the truth of the matter of the gospel is that, you know, like other religions, it's you got to do stuff because all of the stuff that you do will be kind of checkmarked along. And when the end comes, you'll be evaluated by based on what you do. And so, you know, every other religion has this, um, the only way to actually gain the favor of God is by doing the things he tells you to do. And if you don't do those things, you're done. Right. You're lower in that kingdom. And Christianity is that, that is just not the case. Right. You have God's favor because of Jesus. Jesus literally was the one that did all of the things that you could never do enough of to actually win God's favor. And you don't have to do that stuff. He's given, he's made a way for you to do that, to to have that. Now the actions that we do are about God's pleasure. Like you do things because you love him and you want to please him. And I think, and this goes back to what I've said a hundred million times. Mm -hmm. We still think it's about us. Oh yeah. We are me monsters. Yep. All of it, just all the time. Like if we really knew, I, I I used to say this, I would say this to Tegan every once in a while, because there was a season in her life where she was so concerned about what other people thought about her. Right. And I remember saying to her one, one day, I don't want this to sound harsh. But you are not as important as you think you are. Mm. You're just not. I don't walk around my day thinking about people that aren't me or right. aren't my family all the time. Like, right. yes, there are there are fleeting moments, but there are people that I'm like, oh, I wonder what they're doing. I wonder what they're doing now. And but but sometimes we 
we have a way of thinking like that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, uh, well, I wonder what if I do this for God, and if I do this for God, and if, and if I can just control this, and if, oh, if I can just do this this way, and, you know, we start making these checklists, and yeah. God's like, thanks for doing that for me. Yeah. But... I, I don't need you I to do that. I need you to do yeah. that for me. And and then, you know, and so because we're me monsters, yeah, we become the James and John of the world mm-hmm. who say, hey, God, listen, I have done an amazing job at being done so many things. I've, I have. I am so good at so many things. Yeah. Yeah. And I've done them very well for a very long time. Yeah. So like I deserve this. Yeah. Like which one of us is going to sit by the other side? Now, the interesting thing in the passage is that the other disciples, it's not like this was like a backdoor, backroom yeah, conversation. Yeah, yeah. The other disciples are like, uh, uh, we're sitting we're, right here. We can hear you. <laughs> like, I, and they get, and, and they get pissed. Yeah. And w- wouldn't you, Oh, to- wouldn't, wouldn't you, if you, if you worked in an organization, say, yeah. And there's 10 people, 12, 13 people in a room. Yeah. Okay. And you're all the same job sure you're all the same level of pay you're all the same job and two people get up and go hey to the ceo you're gonna make listen which which one of us is gonna be like the cfo and the vice president yeah see like everybody else like wait 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 what see my thing is that attitude i actually see all of the time um especially with people christians or folks that are no longer whatever um in our in our age group, actually. And what I mean by that is when you see people who, you know, are between 45 and 30, let's say, kids that are the kids, <laughs> the people that grew up in like youth groups and did all the, the 90s stuff, right? Like was the 90s. it was the 90s, like purity movements and all those yeah, other yeah. things. I, I think the reason why we're seeing so many people shout out to Joshua Harris. Shout out to John. He kissed dating goodbye. Uh, he also kissed his marriage goodbye. Oh, but we're just, <laughs> anyway, um, he did. I, I just he did something, and he's so soft spoken about it too. Yeah, it just didn't work out. We're just yeah, it just didn't work out. Cool. Sorry, a little bit of a rant. My yeah, bad. whatever. I got you off. It was a stupid book anyway. Okay, nineteen year old writing about kissing dating goodbye, wasn't married yet. Whatever. Was a homeschooler. That's all I'm going to say about so that. So you weren't into purity rings. I, well, no, anyway. Um, so all of us went through this era of doing all of those things. So we, you know, you, you did that stuff. You're like, yeah, I'm going to do this. Hey. And like, we lived in this, this space where it was like, you have to do all of these things and keep yourself so separated from everything. And if you do, and, and it's not that that's a bad thing. I like, don't get me wrong. I think right. a lot of the things that they were saying, like makes a lot of sense to protect people from things that would hurt them. To- totally agree. Sure. sure yeah. Totally we we do the same thing with our kids, we, right? We try to avoid exactly. pain and mistakes no. and all that kind of stuff. And I think to the extreme, but with, um, with, with this group of people, but then for us, it was the, the, the clincher was if you do all of this stuff, Oh, you're going to be a good Christian. 
your life's going to be great. You're going to be a good Christian. You're going to be the best Christian. God is going to bless you so hard. Bless your socks off. If you do dot, dot, dot. Not stressed, but blessed. The rest of your life is going to be rainbows and jelly beans. Won't he do it? Oh, my Lord. He's going to fill the storehouse of your home and your people. You will walk. You will walk and not crawl any longer. You will be the head and not the tail. Oh, yeah. Oh, remember that was yeah, a big one? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So, like, that was the promise. And then all of these people that were in their teens that went through that whole thing, listened to MXPX their whole lives, uh, then got to being 20. And 25. And life hit them right in the face. Life hit them so hard. And I don't even know if it was a conscious thing, but in my many conversations with people, you know, that are are around our age, the sense that you get is very much a God owed me. The entitlement of it. God owed me for spending all of those years not partying, not doing the things that I, that I wanted to do, uh, keeping myself for marriage and all this stuff. And look at it now. My marriage is in friggin' shambles. Right. My, uh, you know, my finances are not in order. I'm doing all these other things. Where are you, God? You owe me. I did everything you told me to do, and now you've, you've kind of left me in, in, in the dust. Right. Thanks a lot. I'm done. Peace. Right? And, it, and is, that, is that a byproduct of just... You know, putting your, putting your, the motivation in the heart in the wrong place. You were doing it ultimately. Yeah. Whether you consciously maybe knew it or not, you were doing it for potential reward. Yeah. Like you were doing it for succession plans. You were doing it for um, glory. Yeah. And honor, you were doing it for prestige and look at me, I am the holiest of the holiest in my youth. We never we never came out and said no. it that way. No, no, no. But then when because we weren't grounded in the ways and the things that we should have been, mm-hmm. when life did get tough, when crap it does hit the fan, mm-hmm. when finances don't meet up, when relationships don't work out, we blame we blame God. Oh, Where yeah. are you now? Yeah. Um, and yet God was like, well, I've always been here, but yeah. you've just, you, you know, you're looking, you're looking at the, you're looking at the gift, not the giver, you know, that old <laughs> saying, <laughs> you know, if people could have seen me roll my eyes, <laughs> the gift and not the giver. Right. Um, but, but that's what they're but doing. That's true. <laughs> yeah. But, but again, like everything that we're saying is what those people are practicing is not Christianity. It's like religiosity. It, Come on. It's what every other religion practices. Right. Right? It's like, oh, I did everything and it didn't work out for me. Well, why am I doing all this if that just means that God's going to be angry at me and I'm not going to get into heaven or do whatever? Right. Or if I'm giving and God's not giving back, well, then what's the point? Then what's it's, the point? You're, you're expecting, like it's like investing. Somehow you're investing yep. into Christianity and henceforth your yield needs to be something substantial. Sure. Or what was the point in investing? I've lost money on this. Yep. I've lost time. I've lost faith. I've lost... 
you know, pick something yep. and it's like, well, this isn't worth investing in because my re- potential ROI is not worth it. And I think the tragedy is people did not invest in a relationship. Right. They were invested very clearly in either a Ponzi scheme or a multi-level marketing thing, like, or a, uh, some false promises that were made that they didn't even bother bother to go and check if it was actually legit or not. Uh, they just bought in. They just trusted. <laughs> was that like timeshare Jesus? Basically, right? Like, like Tony Robbins Jesus? Uh, no, like no offense to Tony Robbins. I, Please, I think fine. I think worse than Tony Robbins. Right. Like it, what you what you just said uh, about timeshare. That's exactly it, right? Like why do people go to those timeshare seminars? The potential they get food and, and they get prizes. <laughs> that is that what Christianity? That's how we get people. Well, we're hey, like, you're gonna come, get stuff. Come to our potluck. Well, that's what we do. We're like, hey, come to church because you'll find everything you need there. Right. Is that true? Like you'll find everything you need in Jesus. Right. A church is a space where you can go to be encouraged with other people. I find a lot of faults and failures and messed up people who are <laughs> right? just like you. And yeah. then, but it, 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 you can extrapolate that even to church points, right? Like where people are like, oh, I go to church. This is so good. They're in the honeymoon phase of it. Like this church has all the programs I want and need. And then you kind of look past the veil a little bit and you're like, oh, these people are messed up. What did you think was going to be back there? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, like, what did you think? Oh, you're gonna pull back the curtain, and oh my gosh, these people are in like they they walk around with uh, you know. It's the Wizard of Oz. Wizard of Oz, right? Exactly. They're driving their yellow brick road, and they get to where they need to, and it's a yeah. guy speaking into a horn behind a veil. It's very unimpressive, and you're like, oh, and but I mean. That's true almost in every context, too. Like, the higher you get up in an organization totally. or the closer you get to the, the center of that organization totally. or entity, the more you're exposed to the 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 bad, the ugly, the, the good. Absolutely. But I think the difference is that on the way in, um, it's what's being promised on the way in or yeah. what's being, um, you know, it, it's... Like, this is different. Yeah, or it's it's like pointing out all the really, the only the the only the, the, good, the good huge yeah. benefits of it. Yeah, and and forgetting to um, mention that, that there's a lot of stuff that doesn't function the way you'd hope it would, and so when those things are exposed, which won't take very long, often, no, and and aren't aren't evil, they're just it's just reality. The, the reality, and they're human. Then all of a sudden, our worldview is shifted. Our, our, where some of us can be shook by something like oh, that. Oh, totally. And I, I said this last week in the podcast and never, never went. Um, but I, I said, like, if the church in the, like, we always like, we got to get back to being the early church. We got to get back to uh, all the things that they did. They were the real example of things. Uh, okay. Do you realize that all of the epistles or all the letters that Paul wrote, he wrote because the church was so messed up? If they weren't so messed up, we would literally not have the majority of the Bible. 
Right. Like he wrote to messed up people doing messed up things. We messed, he, he wrote to pastors who were <laughs> brand new going, hey, uh, uh, Timothy, you probably shouldn't do some of this y- stuff. You're or, about or, to get railroad, man. Yeah, like, like watch out for people are, you know, they're going to do this. And, um, but see, the difference is like the church in the, in the, in the New Testament like they had it all together though, right? Like they they finally got together. They they yeah. they they congregated in large large uh, <laughs> churches and had <laughs> programs for yeah. kids and yeah. worship team ministries. Like, yeah, and and then after church, the the Corinthian men would go and sleep with prostitutes in the temple in Corinth. Oh, yeah, or right. you, you know stuff like that, or you know. So they were like, yeah, like I think. Looking back, we can always romanticize totally um, things. Totally, we were just talking about before the podcast started about like how savage the Old Testament really was. Oh man! But it's not just the Old Testament; like that that time that era, yeah, was just downright brutal and savage. Totally. And we we uh, um, one of my favorite eras of time is like the King Arthur oh, kind of yeah. Robin Hood vibe, yeah. right? But when you're always looking at it, interestingly enough, nine times out of ten, you're looking at it through some sort of king, royalty, wealthy oh, yeah. perspective. Robin Hood. Yeah, and you're like, ooh. And then they even romanticize Robin Hood. But really, like, that was a miserable... It's a miserable time. Disgusting. The Dark Ages. <laughs> Literally, right? And so we do that with the Bible. Uh, we do that with God. Oh, yeah. We romanticize the great things about God, God's love, God's mercy, God's... Um, joy um and we 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 dismiss things like god's wrath god's mm-hmm. jealousy um god keeping people accountable for sin oh yeah um and and we also do that with the church in general like we totally. romanticize the great parts about church because i think we do live in a day and age now where once that romanticized um idea of the church hmm. of your of and i'm talking about not the um like the global church. I'm right, talking about just your local like church. Like your building church that yep. you go to. Yep. If the pastor pisses me off, if the kid's pastor doesn't do what I don't want, if, um, you know, if something goes wrong, yeah. I'm taking my tithe, assuming I even tithe. Yeah. And I'm going to just go to the other, other place that I can get what I want. That I want until that romance dissipates. And then I'll find something else to fall in love with until that romance dissipates and the wash, rinse, and repeat. Yeah, and that goes back to the whole, I'm owed something. Sure, right? It like, goes back to the me monster thing. I, I'm owed, I'm owed the care that I deserve. I'm owed the programs that my kids need because I give. I'm owed you know, um, people being sensitive to, you know, make sure they don't go over time because like my time is, I only have two days a week where it's, it's mine. Right. You know, like again, like it's very, it is very me monstery. It is very selfish in, in, in many ways. And, you know, I, I think, I think we, we can all, we all have those tendencies. I think we all do. We all do. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, but the the hard part about it, though, for me is this idea that we all want to be great in God's eyes. We all want to um, prove to him that we're good enough. 
And he's already said that we are. Right. Like, th- like that's the thing that is... We're trying... It, it's like when my daughter keeps saying, Daddy, look at me. Daddy, look at yeah. me. Daddy, look at me. Daddy, look at me. And she is, like, bouncing around the room. Yeah. And she's doing all kinds of stuff. And I'm literally staring at her. And I've said to her a hundred times, Baby, I'm looking at you. Honey, yeah. I'm watching you. I'm Daddy's watching. Daddy's watching. And the two comments daddy look at me yeah and baby i'm watching they're not connecting <laughs> one's and, going over the other yeah, like, yeah. And, and that's sometimes how we act like we totally jesus look at me jesus look at me and jesus is like i'm i'm watching i'm I, here i know i know like I, you don't have you don't have to do this for me yeah yeah but look at me look at me and jesus is like I, I am but you don't have to like and he keeps saying that yeah and he's a gracious and wonderful god and so he he continues to say, I'm, I'm watching. And oh. He doesn't get irritated like I do with my daughter after half an hour. Well, well, I think, I think it even goes deeper than that. Cause I think a lot of people are like, look at me, look at me, look at me. I need your validation. And when they hear things like, no, well, he already validates you. Like you're good. I think it's almost like a, no, but it can't be that easy. Right. It, because we're human. Yeah. Like when Jesus says, I love you. Yeah. It should be good enough forever. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Yeah. But we're human. So I need my wife to tell me she loves me on a much more regular basis. I need to, I need her to show me not just not, not only does she need to tell me, but she needs to show me. And then because I have all these love languages, she needs to show mm. me in a way that I can appreciate. And now, now we have the Enneagrams. And so right. as an Enneagram five and an Enneagram eight, yeah, yeah. you know, I need to not only my love language, but my Enneagram needs to be met. Yeah. And, and the list goes on and on. And she's like, yep, yeah, but, but I love you, but that, but I'm good. But We're see good. that I, I think that's hard for people to understand. Right. Cause it's like love has levels in the human world. It's like, I love you, but I love you, but I really love you. Like, and even when I use those inflections, like people know what I'm talking about. Like the minute I said that they can think of people that they're like, yeah, yeah, I love them. Yeah. Yeah. I love you. And I love you like that. Like people, which, which one am I? (laughs) You're up there. You're you're the top. Uh, but like, and then love grows over time and you know, like people get, and so I think it's like, it's it's this constant checking in with God. Like, do you love me enough now? Yeah. Like, is is this enough now? Or, Or even, even the opposite, like the, the, the opposite mentality is, are we still good? Yeah, are because we still like, good? You know how people get, right? Like, mm-hmm. if, if you don't communicate with somebody on a regular basis. time with Gary. Right? Yeah. Are we, are we still good? Are we good? <laughs> well, well, why aren't we, why would we not? Well, we just haven't, we haven't had an intimate moment or we yeah. haven't had a, um, a kind of a connection of, 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 you know, we haven't synced up. Right. And the irony of that is... It, 99.99 no it's 100% 100% of the time <laughs> it's it's on our end it's it's our fault <laughs> i i read this very um new agey book um the the four laws the four horsemen of the apocalypse kind of <laughs> okay 
kind of the four. I have to look it up. Anyway, Oprah, Oprah pushed it. Oprah book um, club. Yeah, I forget what it was. Anyway, but um, some of it was good. Um, a lot of it was bad. But the one thing that um, that they that went through that I thought was really good was he in the book he says don't take anything personally. And and I said. What? <laughs> The what? four agreements? Four agreements. That's what I was. Yeah. Second agreement is don't take anything personal. I believe it is. Okay. And the whole point of it was basically like anything that happens that like if I say something to you um, and you get offended by it, it's not because what I said is may even be offensive. It's that you believe that about yourself. So, for example, if I said something to you that you were like, yeah, like uh, I said, oh, you're you're ridiculous or whatever, like you wouldn't take that personally. Right. You would just be ah, funny, funny, funny. But if I said something to you that like, Matt, you're fat. If I said something to you that I don't well, that I that that you believed about you. Right. Then you would you would be like, oh, I can't believe they said that to me. Right, because I believe it to be true. Versus right. if I, you're like, if Matt, you're ugly. I'm like, <laughs> what are you talking gonna about? Happen. Yeah, and you right. can laugh it off, and it's yeah, fine. Right. But his whole thing is, don't take things personally, okay. because like, uh, really, when you do, you're revealing the things that you're insecure about, and you need to deal with those things. Right. Well, that, I, I, I mean, I thought, that makes I, a lot of sense. I thought it was very interesting. And I think lots of times when it comes to God, um, not that, you know, (laughs) anyway, this Oprah book, um, but ultimately I think a lot of times the things that we think that God thinks about us is actually what we think about ourselves. Crazy, right? Say it again. So the stuff that we think that God thinks about us, like, oh, he's mad at me or I'm a horrible human or whatever it is it's a way to divert how we really see ourselves. Like I'm a horrible human. I don't like me right. or, or little things like I don't serve enough in my church right. or I don't, um, I, I need to do, I need to read my Bible more and he's mad at me for not reading my right. Bible. He's mad at me for not praying. He's you're, mad at me for not tithing. You're he's mad, mad at, at yourself. You're actually mad at yourself. Yeah. That's very fascinating because, because God, I actually, when I look at my own life, yeah, I, I'm a fairly secure, yeah, individual um, person, absolutely, yeah. But there are a few things that I always get a little anxious when it comes to me and God. And when I, if now that you've said it and I yeah. think about it, I think it's me, but but <laughs> but even think about your relationships too, right? Like, I know, um, lots of times I'll take things personally that Carrie says but it's not actually the stuff that she says. Right. It's that I think I'm a screw up in some ways. Right, right, right. And so when she points out something, she's just pointing it out. It's yeah. not a big deal. I just had this with Tegan the other day. Right. She said something to me and I was like, I can't believe you said and, that. And, and in my heart, I was like, blah, blah, blah. and I was yeah. like, why did I jump to that conclusion right away? Because Cause, cause I don't think sliver. she, yeah. Cause mm-hmm. I don't think she was intending that. No. Cause there's a sliver that you're like, I, I believe that about myself, so right. I'm angry at myself. It's like for, that. What's that saying? There's like a little bit of truth in every joke. Yeah. Right? There, there, <laughs> I don't think there's a little bit. I think, <laughs> it, I think there's a lot of truth. So like that's why we, comics are so popular. Right. And we make jokes about ourselves. And totally. really, it's like we're, we're actually slightly 
self-deprecating ourselves. Oh, oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. And I think like the tragedy, especially for Christians is we, we do that in our relationship with God. And so we reflect things over that way that are never really a reflection on what he thinks about us. We're reading into or kind of projecting how we feel about ourselves and then blaming God for it. Yeah. Being like, oh, he's, he's so mad. I can't believe that. And you're like, no, no. Like, because the whole point is that God does love you with, like, I think that's the hard part to get through your head. He can't love you more than he does right now. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. And the amount is like, you're talking about in an infinite God. It's not like because you showed up an extra time at your neighbor's well, house. We always, and, and we have to quantify. Oh, totally. By nature, we have to, because we can't wrap our head around that. Because I, I can love my wife, but I can tell you that there's lots of stuff that she could do. Totally. That would, would push me away from certain things. I, totally. And so when, when God says, I love you, I'm closer than a brother, I love you. I'm there no matter what. No matter what, I'm, yeah. you cannot separate me from the love that I have for you. We're like, yeah, but... Oh, or, I, I can think it, of a thing. Or it's like, Jesus, wait, or just hold my beer. Let me try. Yeah, exactly. And you're like, no, like you're missing it. Yeah. And I think when, when to tie it all together here, as we're mm-hmm. wrapping up. Absolutely. I think it goes back to the two disciples who ultimately maybe were afraid of losing their position of power. Yeah. Maybe they were p- afraid of losing their position of, you know, we're one of the 12, right? Yeah. And it's not power, but maybe it's prestige. Or, or one of the four. Or one, one of the, the four. Yeah. Like, we're real close to Jesus. Like, yeah. come on, which one of us is, we know we're close to you. Like, which one? And I think we do that with Jesus. And his rebuttal to us is, you're missing the point. Totally. It's not about prestige. It's not about power. It's not about being a great um, Christian on paper. Right. It's not about being that person who does all the things. Mm -hmm. It's really just about, I know it it sounds so simple because we keep beating this thing to death, but it's just about (laughs) serving other people. Love, love your God, neighbor, love, love God. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> that's, like, it's so stupid and so simple, but it, yeah. it's not. Like, and, and that's what's so funny. It's the easiest things in the world. That's the hardest. But it's hard. I, I read, and, and I'll wrap it up with this, my, my part. What's, what's, Landing the play. <laughs> what's the hardest word in the English language to oh, say? I don't know. Onomatopoeia? No. I don't, okay. No. No. Oh, I see. <laughs> like literally N-O. It's so simple. Yeah. But you know how many people struggle with oh. saying no? Yeah. It's the same. I feel like it's the same with Christianity. Like love God, love people. Yeah. How that fleshes out in your life could be very different. Totally. Like how uh, how you express it, I mean. Mm-hmm. But we can't even do the simple thing well because yeah. we're we're trying we're, we're, we're more concerned about, hey, God, look at me. 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 Yeah. Okay. Thank. Okay. But. Okay. But just if you could. Ju- okay. I yeah. love you. Yeah, I get it. Okay. And we, like, we, you're good. You're, you're good. good. You're good. I love you. You're, you're yeah. good. Yeah. I, I, I think maybe somebody listening needs to hear that. They need to hear 
that they are good. Yeah. Um, you know, I think sometimes we we do that whole beat myself up thing over and over again. And, and maybe you grew up in a denomination or in a, or in a church where it was very much about, you know, you always have to be looking over your shoulder. Um, the Bible is actually very clear about security in, in, in Christ, right? Like it, it is very, um, it is very, I want to say it's very hard to get to the point where you are literally walking away and you're disconnected. Like you have to be to the point of like denying Jesus literally ever walked on the face of the planet and he died uh, and rose again. Like if, like if you're denying that, okay, maybe, maybe you're starting to get into this like backslider quote unquote. And yet I don't thing. know if that changes how Jesus views you. But 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 that's what I'm saying. It's right. like it, internally, <sighs> emotionally, psychologically, you've shifted. Yeah. Doesn't necessarily it, it's the um what's that old SNL skit? Uh you're good enough. Oh yeah. You're smart enough. Yes. And gosh darn it, Jesus loves you. So I'll I'll wrap it up with this story. But so I work I worked at a church in Charlottetown. The um the um uh, receptionist was like 76 years old, I think at the time, maybe a little bit younger. I'm pretty sure she's old. Um, and I remember she talked about an era in her life where she was like, I wasn't a Christian. I literally, uh, didn't do anything. Uh, didn't go to church, didn't do any of that stuff. Okay. And she was like, then I came back and you know, it felt so good because I was a Christian again. And I remember telling her, asking her questions like, I hear what you're saying, but did you like in that era of where like you didn't go to church or you didn't do those things? Like, like did you stop believing that Jesus uh, was God? And she was like, no, never. I said, did you ever stop believing that he rose from the dead? No. Did you ever like ever question whether or not God was the very, like he was who he said he was? She, no. And I, I told her, like, and actually, you didn't ever stop being a Christian. Like, you were still a Christian person. You just were not in a space where you were part of community. And, you know, and, and you were happy to get back to community. But that's where I think we we miss it, right? Like, and that's a whole theological argument. And we can go into all that at some other point. But I, I think the thing is, like, to be defined as somebody who is so far away from God that you are no longer a Christian person, that definition, you have to be pretty far down the line of denying who Jesus is altogether. If you don't, you're just a regular Christian person going through a really hard season. And you need to know you're good enough he loves you and he wants to be with you and he wants you to be with him. And like, you don't have to jump up and down and throw your, your hands all over the place. And you don't have to be that friggin' weird teenager that decides to run away all the time from their home and act like their parents don't actually love them because you have a problem with yourself you have to come back to being mature 
and being like, no, God does love me. I got stuff I got to work on, but he's there for me in the middle of it. It's good. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Wrap her up. Wrap her up. Well, let me wrap you up. You're wrapped. That's a wrap, people. Get nuts. Um, if you care about old school hip hop, um, I have trading cards. Come get them. Uh, I have an LL Cool J one. Uh, Run DMC. Any, anyone that you want. If you don't know who those people are, you're probably born uh, in 2001. And I apologize that you did not live through the greatest era of hip hop ever. That's all I'm going to say about that. Have a great week, everybody. Um, if you like country music, you... <laughs> Goodbye. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. See you later.